podcast number one. First of many, hopefully. Um, we'll see how it goes, you know. I've got, uh, well, first of all, by the way. We got, a, you know, D-Swizzles over here. Exactly. Uh, that's my other name. Uh, government name is Suolanji. Uh, most of you know me or call me by Sui. That's if you even if you know me at all, actually. Um, hopefully you know me. Uh, but um, we've got my uh, friend slash roommate. We prefer to call each other roommates at this point. Um, you know, excuse me, I meant just roommate. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, we're gonna, you know, we were sitting around today and we just we're thinking things a lot of things about you know the human condition it's just it's if you think if you take too much time and think about it it can it can fuck you up you know there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things going on a lot of uh you know unknowns amazing yeah, there's, uh, more specifically we actually he got me into um lucid dreaming yeah it's a area that i've been uh interested in in the past, but never really got around to actually practicing it, and it was only up until I would say like three weeks ago, I um, started having some lucid dreams of my own, you know. And hopefully, in this podcast, we try to divulge some things pertaining to just consciousness, you know, dreams. What are dreams? You know, what's going on with that? How do we just lay down and these things just come in our head? They pop up out of nowhere. It seems it seems like. Right, and um, I think that's where I want to start today. You know, Dylan, what do you, what you, what would you have to, you know, what's your opinion or your take on all these, you know, the consciousness dreams? You know, what's going on? Yeah, it it is kind of. Um, I always think it's kind of weird to think about how, just you just you just fall asleep and then you play like a whole story in your head, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can see places or people that you've never really seen before. It seems like, but the same time you know when i was looking it up it um everyone that you see in your dream apparently you've seen before in life yeah. even if it's just passing by you know your your brain remembers it but it's just deep down in your subconscious or you know tucked away in your memories um but yeah it is kind of interesting um a lot of times when you dream you wake up and you don't remember them you know? yeah they, they say you dream every night um during the REM sleep you know rapid eye movement um but yeah, um, what I've been, what I used to do is um, I used to have a dream journal, mm-hmm. um, and so that way to help remember your dreams, you know, as soon as you wake up, you think about it, and you immediately write down, you know, what you remember from your dream. Mm-hmm. And um, this is, by the way, this is getting into um, how to begin lucid dreaming. If some of you out there have been um, maybe looking into it, don't know how to begin, this is like the maybe step one to help you on your way yeah go ahead and not even to just lucid dream just to even remember your dreams yeah. it's a good it's, it's a good really, step really you know if you don't care about lucid dreaming but wondering what you dream about yeah do this too um write down your dreams try to remember them um and also i just learned that if you don't remember your dreams you still can write down in your book i didn't remember my dream tonight because mm-hmm. then it gets you you know thinking or your mind thought about the dreams that you had um as well as you know before you go to bed you want to think about what you're going to dream about and keep telling yourself that you're going to remember your dream. Okay. Kind of, you know, helps train your, your mind as mm-hmm. you go to bed. Um, as well as, you know, one thing that's 
in, I guess, important that I looked up was throughout the day, just ask yourself, you know, are you, am I awake? Am I dreaming? Um, even if you know you're not, you know, but that way, soon, if you keep doing that enough, it'll become a habit. So you might start doing that in your dreams and then help you be conscious and hopefully start lucid dreaming as well. Yeah, um, you know, you bring up an interesting point there with uh, consciousness. Uh, you know, throughout the day, we we might it might seem like we're taking everything in, but we're only only taking in about I want to say ten percent, if that, of all the information we're we're exposed to. You know, there's so much visual input, there's so much sound, there's so much sensory and just overloading our brains. And I like to think it it gets stored in there somewhere and you know, us humans being um, uh, predatory cr creatures, you know, we've we've evolved in a way to really prioritize what's important. And during the day, we've got a, you know, we're we're on a schedule, so we don't have time to just sit there and start, you know, contemplating about, you know, the the sky. It's there, but we can't really start looking at it. You know, just simple things like that. You know, is there do you think there's a more of a um, like a hidden messages in these dreams that we as humans have that's like there's more underneath the dreams in there and um, if so you know if you've had any dreams of uh, interpretations or if you have any dreams interpreted you know what what uh what have you seen in that kind of area yeah I definitely think that your dreams are trying to tell you something I mean it's like it's like your subconscious, you know, kind of doing all this stuff. So, um, mm -hmm. it's like an example is, um, a couple of my friends actually got me into lucid dreaming a while ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and they had a book they would read. And one of the books just had, um, it was almost like a dictionary. It seemed like okay. of different, um, say figures or, um, actions or anything like that. So like say one of them, which I have pulled up is, um, say meeting someone famous in your dreams. Oh. You know, if you meet someone famous, it says here usually means you're excited about them and like them as a person. Um, you know, say it's just someone you saw on TV and you end up liking them, mm -hmm. but then it can go to something different as in like death in your dreams can mean that you're scared of change. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, maybe there's a change that's going to happen or you thought about something changing and you're, uh, you know, scared about it. Um, and I need I, to turn my phone off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, keep going. Oh, Sorry about that. no, yeah, no, it's fine. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's like hidden messages, I think, cause I think it's your, um, I mean, you, you know, when you think of things mm -hmm. and sometimes you, you know, have thoughts and you communicate yourself, you know, through those thoughts or whatever. Um, I think it's the same thing. It's just on a deeper level. And when you're sleeping, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, even, there can be even things there that, um, we're not even aware of that are, that it's trying to tell us about. I mean, have you had any like weird dreams recently? Uh, you know, uh, my, <laughs> that's a pretty loaded question actually, because <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can go down a little interesting trail here. Uh, I'll tell you one, it happened over, I want to say it happened over it happened over winter break. Uh, winter break was when I actually started my lucid dreaming little phase that I've been going on now. Ongoing, actually. Um, 
so during winter break, I was really into my, I wouldn't say my psyche a little bit, you know? Uh, you know, man was, I was just looking a lot into psychology. I was listening to a lot of uh, Carl Jung, um, looked up a lot of Sigmund Freud, and just trying to figure out what's going on um, metaphysically in, this, in, in our brains, you know, because we're some complex creatures, if you think about it. You know, we've been evolving for about 200,000 years, uh, modern humans at least, and we have these uh, crazy, crazy brains to show for it. Yeah, I mean, we don't even know everything about ourselves. Yeah, I, that's, that's, the scary, that's the scary part, and it's also the, the interesting part, because, you know, you're, you're like this unknown kind of... Uh, we don't even know what we're up to. That's, that's the most frightening kind of thing, if you ask me. But uh, let me get. But back to my lucid dreaming. Um, you know, after a couple weeks of you know thinking in that mind frame, I uh, I really started just thinking a lot before I went to bed. I think this is what kind of triggered the kind of neurological. I don't know what the proper term for it is called, but uh, hopefully someone out there knows. Uh, someone, yeah, not <laughs> us. We're not the experts here. <laughs> We're not that intelligent, but. Uh, yeah, so one night, I uh, usually when I go to sleep, I'm, I'm always playing some music, or I might have a podcast or a lecture playing in the background. So something smooth, something kind of smooth, relaxing. You know, some real smooth, uh, relaxing, or something that might, something I might just learn, or something interesting, you know? But it's never a quiet night. Um, what I found was when I did turn that off, during the week I began to lucid dream, it helped a lot with uh, initiating lucid dreaming. But I will have to say it was really, really scary to begin with <laughs> because, um, as you know, if you have looked into lucid dreaming, there's sleep paralysis you can experience. I'm sure some of you guys out there uh, have experienced that before. And my first lucid dream actually happened and the sleep paralysis actually kicked in on the same night too so it was kind of like a, a double whammy so to speak you know and what happened was I was asleep and I was laying there but as soon as I got to a certain point there's like stages within sleep um, you know before I entered the I think before the REM cycle is actually the time where your your mind is so active and I could almost feel myself going through those stages because every time I would really feel like, okay, I'm entering the sleep, I would just feel like I'm falling down a thousand miles an hour and all I saw was literally just black walls around me. It was, it was, it was pretty dark, you know, but uh, when you're in that state, I'd say just keep going. You know, you're, it doesn't, doesn't help to freak out or anything, which yeah. which I never I ne inevitably did. It might seem scary, but you know it, nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was it was pretty scary. Um, so I start falling down like a thousand miles an hour, right? And as I'm falling, I can I almost see myself on my bed, and I'm like, wow, oh my God, this is this is not. This is, this is not going the right way. You know? Like, were you, like, above yourself, kind of looking uh, down? Or? I was above myself, looking down, and 
at the same time, I could still feel the the falling, so to speak. Okay. You know, so it was it was, it was some interesting times. But what I tried to do was, I tried to say something in my dream, or I tried to just make some something verbal, you know, so I could wake myself up. But it was to no avail. Like I mean, I would try to scream, and I could just hear it stuck, right before it even comes out. Just. I'm just not... Like, you're just, able. like, making a sound, but your mouth is closed. Yeah. It's, it was ridiculous. It was... It was mad, man. It was... It, it was pretty scary times. But, um... I, I wake up, maybe shortly after, and... You know what? After that, that kind of calmed me down a lot, because it kind of... Th it put things into perspective. You know? You can't really... You just if you're looking to lose your dream, you won't. You can't. You can't back. You can back out, if you want. Obviously, you know it's, you're you're your own master. Um, again, there's a miss to that too. But when I came back, I was like, okay, the first experience was scary, but it was also at the same time really interesting because it's the, this new space that you've discovered, you know. And personally, I like to discover new spaces, and once that space is discovered, it's up to you as if you want to, you know, take your flashlight out, so to speak, and what the hell is going on around here, you know? Yeah, and, and I mean, going off of that, too, like, um, it may seem scary at first, and it's kind of like having, like, a bad dream, you know? Mm -hmm. um, you know, it may seem scary, but hey, you're fine. Um, as well as, um, normally, when you first start lucid dreaming, and it does seem scary, you know, you're like, oh, crap, whatever, but if you keep going with it, and once when you start lucid dreaming a lot, and, like, you know, say have experience in it, I guess is what you can say, mm -hmm. that a lot of people, they really, they really don't get that anymore. They, um, they never have bad experiences, so to say. And if they do, it's like, you know, such a small percent of the time. Um, I know, you know, I, I had some sleep paralysis too. Yeah. And yeah, it did seem scary, but. Yeah, tell us about some of uh, your experiences with uh, dreams. Do you have any well, kind yeah, of um, dreams like that? Yeah, I haven't lucid dream in a while because, yeah. um, I just, I don't know, I just randomly just stopped to get into it. I wasn't sure, but I remember the first, um, the first one I still remember. I was, I don't know, middle school sometime, junior high school. Yeah, early, um, early. yeah, yeah, and, um, I remember I was, you know, I was in my house, and I was, you know, of course I was sleeping, mm -hmm. and, um, in the dream I had, I basically was standing, um, in the doorway of, of my room going to the living room. Okay. Um, and I, I was, like, looking out. And uh, I had this thought, I was like, huh, this is, this is my, my living room. Okay, you know, I looked, it's like the couch is right there, like how it normally is, the, the, the TV, the chair, okay. I was mm -hmm. like, huh, I wonder, you know, I wonder what my room looks like. Yeah. So I turn around and I see myself sleeping and um, I see myself, you know, laying down on my stomach and I have like one foot, on, you know, out of the covers, you mm -hmm. know, kind of like mm -hmm. the, how, you know, you do to cool you off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and my, you know, hands are under my pillow and I'm like, my head is, you know, facing the wall, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and I go, huh, okay, that's weird. And then, um, to me, it was kind of a scary lucid dream in a sense because I, you know, I was aware that I was dreaming and then I thought I saw something in the corner of my eye. Yeah. Almost like a, like a person. Um, but not really. It was kind of a weird, like, how I, how I describe it is it looked like someone that was really tall mm -hmm. and like hunched over. And they had hair that covered the whole body. Oh wow, that would that would wake me up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the hair kind of looked wow. like um, almost like like it was coming down and it had like a spike on the end. 
Wow. You know, and I was like, oh, whoa, you know, and so when I saw that, just in the corner of my eye, I didn't even get to look over, like, I just, because I, as soon as I saw it, I, I guess I freaked out, and um, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I was, like, rushing, like, 100 miles an hour into my body, wow. and then I woke up, and, I mean, my heart was beating really fast, um, as well as I realized I was laying down exactly how I saw myself. Wow, that's... That's yeah. Situation. And then that's that right there is how I um, first came to lucid dreaming, and um, so I started getting into it, and I actually got a dream journal. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had it here, um, but yeah, there were some dreams I remember having. Um, one of them actually, I I heard that um, a way to tell that you're dreaming or kind of controlling dreams is if you're flying. Mm-hmm. That's a kind of a sense, I guess, that you're um, aware of your dreams. Okay. And so what I would do is, if I notice I'm flying, I'd be like, hey, I'm kind of dreaming here. This is nice. But not only that, when the dream that I'm, I had, I, um, I, tried, I tried to fly. Like, I was having just a random dream. I can't remember exactly what it was, but I just remember as soon as I was aware that I was dreaming, I told myself, hey, let's fly. Let's try to fly. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work out too well. You know, I would, <laughs> I would run, and I would jump, and then I would just fall down. Oh. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I'd keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and persistence. Yeah, yeah, and and because I knew I was like, hey, I'm dreaming. I should be able to control this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every now and then I got a little better at it. Like I would kind of like you know do a jump in Superman, my arms out and stuff, and then I would like wobble a little bit and like hover, and then I'd fall. But then um, I remember this this guy came up to me. Um, I don't remember his face. I don't think I saw his face, but it was he was like in like a type of armor. Like, not, not like a medieval sense, but, like, kind of back in that era-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, I mean, built. He was, like, buff. He was huge. I mean, I'm a skinny dude. So, ever, ever, I mean, everyone's huge to me. But, but um, yeah, he basically said, oh, you're trying to fly? Just just concentrate and think about it. Okay. And then I was like, what? Oh, that's what I've been doing. That's weird. And I, uh, I tried again, and all of a sudden I was flying. Wow. Yeah, and, I, and for some reason in that dream, I just thought like, "Hey, this is someone important." Is when he told me that. I mean, I thought it was weird, but I, mm-hmm. also he had like seemed like he was important. And then I was like, oh, "Okay," so I'm, then I woke up. Wow. Um, that uh, that that kind of um, almost leads me into this this idea of uh, something something bigger than us going on you know humans like to humans i say humans like uh <laughs> like we're not like, humans yeah, or like anything we're not humans you know <clears throat> no. but uh we let me start being more a little more personal personable uh we we like to think that there's a bigger scheme of things going on you know there's there must be you know we can't uh we can't have just been these uh, creatures that somehow evolved and we gain consciousness to a level to which we don't even comprehend at this point, honestly. Like, what the hell is going on? You yeah, know? <laughs> it's like the how and the why question. Yeah, you know, um, how did it happen and why did it happen? Yeah, these are, these are, I think these are, these questions are intrinsic to being humans. And I think that's what defines uh, us humans, honestly, because I doubt, you know, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think there's other animals out there that have this level of self-consciousness you know I, I i don't know i think it also has to deal with i, I almost want to say intelligence type deal like they say that dolphins are really smart so i wonder if they have um some type of 
I guess, uh, self-personification type deal or self, mm. you know, yeah. whatever the word is, you know, I'm not a good expert on this stuff. Yeah, the, the thing, uh, the thing I found out most recently was, um, I've been, I've been, one of the psychologists I've been listening to recently is, uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. I don't know if anybody knows him out there, but, uh, he mentioned something real interesting with this self-conscious thing, uh, when, when pertaining to humans, it's that unlike any other animals, where we differ the most is that we, we are, we're, we know that someday we're going to die, you know, um, it's not really the fear of dying, it's just the, we're aware that, it's yeah, gonna we're aware that it's going to happen at some point, and that leads us into, um, just forgetting about today and preparing for, for everything, we have to be prepared for everything. Or else, you know, let's, or else something, something's going to get us. We don't know what's going to get us. But we've got to be prepared in all situations. And it's that, it's that level of being prepared and worrying that makes me almost, it makes me question, you know, our self-consciousness, you know. Is, are we a victim of our own self-consciousness? I mean, I mean, think about, like, say, dogs. Okay. You know, they're always so happy and stuff, and do they know that they're going to die soon or anything? Or, you know, do they, are they aware of, I guess, of themselves and how we're aware of ourselves? I mean, it doesn't seem like it. I mean, they're always so happy, they're only focused on a few things, and yeah. meanwhile, us, we're like, you know, thinking about, you know, like you said, like death, mm. life. Insurance. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, school, okay. and... So much shit to uh, I mean, It seems like we got it tough, but although they also, like, say, we may, you know, get stressed and stuff, but they also get stressed in a different way as well. Kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, their owner leaving. And that, that freaks them out. That scares them. It's true. Um, so I, I don't think they're as aware as us, in a sense, like that. Um, but I don't, I don't really know how to go about that, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's something I've, I've recently became, began struggling with. Um, but, you know, um, I've been, I've, there's a lot of sources out there to, to set you straight, I guess, so to speak, in, in this day and age. And, um, you know, there's just so much information out there. It's just up to, it's basically up to us. If, if you want to figure out something, Google it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Go to there's so much stuff on the internet and, and there's studies everywhere. I mean, oh, it's littered everywhere, bro. Yeah. we're questioning this right now we literally could just do a quick google search (laughs) search and find out everything for ourselves sometimes the google searches they'll have you in all sorts of places that's the thing with information there's so much of it that you've got to be really good at being selective with your information yeah and and speaking of which have you ever gone to google and used the second page and clicked on a link no right i'm a victim of the first page yeah yeah, the first couple links, right? First couple yeah, links, and yeah. There's so many pages. Some there's just ten. There's a three hundred, you know, and yeah. Does anybody ever even make it that far? I I don't think so. It's it and and most of those pages actually there's, uh, again there's money in those pages. You yeah. Know, uh, somebody's paid to put those on there. And then there's some people, you know, that as they pay to get on there, they got a lot of people showing up, and some they'll get like five people in a year or something. Exactly. It's almost like they're. Uh, there's like this level of 
monopolization with the with the information that's available to us, so to speak, you know, and it just the highest bidder gets their highest their page up there, almost. Or maybe it might be a page that has the most clicks. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm not the expert on that, but it might go either way. I, I mean, also when you click it, if, you know, like you said, how much information there is out there, it'll say you know generated, you know, probably like three hundred sixty thousand results in. Yeah. Point six seconds or something, and it's, it's like, and that's just on one Google search. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that's that just I don't even know what to think yeah. about that. And it also kind of reminds me of what you're saying when we first started this, um, was how you know you don't you don't retain all the information uh-huh. you see going out there. Oh, there's no way. Yeah, and then just like that, you know, you can do type in one word, like you can type in anything, pennies. And you know, you'd, you'd and you would come get. Up with what, a million. Yeah. Maybe even two. Let's see. Yeah. Typed in pennies, and in 0.46 seconds, I got 11,900,000 results. Wow. That's... That's a, that's a lot of results. <laughs> that's crazy. That's how the results... But, um... Yeah. Well, we're getting a little sidetracked here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the problem with, you know, this information, bro. There's so much information... And we we just gotta do our best, I guess, to you know be really really selective about it. But yeah, filter um, it through and see what's important. Yeah, really filter it through. But uh, getting back to your dream with this uh, bigger meaning of things, what do you think about uh, basically the human condition? You know, if somebody was going to ask you about, um, you know, what it, how is it that we we came up, not really came up, but how is it that gods and um, these these kind of realm of human humanist human th- humanistic thinking came about about these different you know areas in terms of like God and afterlives and um, deaths and rebirths and different you cultures. know I, I think w- what, what you think stems that yeah I think it's just the unknown yeah. like we don't know anything. And we can't explain it ourselves. So we must think, oh, there's something else at work. So like, you know, hey, why? why oh, the Big Bang. Okay, that's a theory that the universe started. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people think, oh, no, God did this. Mm-hmm. But we're like, oh, science proves this. But what about, but why did it happen? Maybe there is a God out there and he started the Big Bang, you know? And it had mm-hmm. to happen this way. We just, we can't explain it. So, you know, and such a, since it's such a big thing we think oh maybe something of higher power did this as Mm -hmm. well as when thinking you know we we know that we're going to die we know people have died um but what happens afterwards we have Mm -hmm. no way of knowing no way of telling um so it kind of relates back to maybe there's something that we can't control or someone else controls that's above us Mm -hmm. and dictates these like say laws of nature you know of nature Mm -hmm. um and I think that a lot of, you know, way back when and all these religions were found is because people try to rationalize things. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think back to the Egyptians, they had many different gods. Sun god, water god, mm-hmm. you know, all this stuff. And they thought that, if I remember correctly, that um, they had to pray to the sun god every day so that the sun would rise again. Mm-hmm. But then we figured out with science and stuff, you know, we found an answer like, oh, it's because, you know, uh, you know, in this, 
in the space. We have all these planets, and we, and we roll in the sun in our solar system here. Mm-hmm. And just how the Earth turns and how we're moving and that stuff, that's why the sun rises every day. And that kind of, you know, now, now we don't, at least most people don't believe in a sun god. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a way to rationalize things, you know. Yeah. So uh, historically, uh, you bring up a good point about the uh, polythe- polytheism. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think we, or what do you think religions, um, because monotheism is a recent, hap- it's a recent happening. Yeah. Um, I would say within the within the only within the last two thousand three thousand years, um, monotheism really. Uh, someone can fact check me, but within that range, it really took off. And before that, there was um, the Greeks with the with the pantheon. Um, obviously, the Egyptians, as you mentioned. Uh, do you think there was something uh, evolutionary that happened, or maybe socially, or even economically, that maybe narrowed down, not really narrowed down, but led into the monotheistic kind of culture that we live in now? You know, I never really thought about that, but I would have to say that I think it has to deal with what I said earlier about, you know, it's the unknown and stuff, and how, like I said with the sun god, you know, they didn't know, so they came with God, and then we found out, and like, hey, maybe there isn't a sun god. Mm -hmm. And maybe just as, you know, time went on, we learned new things and figure out different stuff and all this, that maybe, like, okay, well, maybe that isn't a god that's doing this. It's actually science. <clears throat> and then we get, you know, narrow down, narrow down, and then all of a sudden it just seems like, hey, there's, we used to think there was all these gods, but we just, from what we've found out or what we think we proved, now we got down to, say, a hundred gods instead of a thousand. And it just mm-hmm. had, kept getting down and down, and then, you know, then there's only a few things that it seems like we didn't know. And we're like, okay, well, maybe, well, why is it, why could there just be one, or, you know, one god for this one specific thing and one god for this specific thing? Why not have one for all of it? So I think it was really just as we grew, you know, as, as our knowledge grew and our understanding developed of certain things, mm-hmm. that we ended up saying, okay, well, maybe just on death and life and all this stuff and creation, maybe just one person did it. As well as, I mean, yeah, Christianity and Catholicism and, you know, all that stuff really took off. Um, and, I, you know, that makes me wonder. I, I'm pretty sure um, with, like, Jesus and stuff and the prophets, mm-hmm. you know, people claim that they were prophets. And who knows? I mean, who knows? Maybe they actually were speaking to God or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, it started with probably one person saying, hey, I can speak to God, and he's the one and true God, and people ate it up. Mm-hmm. So it was just as time advances, people changed, and we, we knew more things, and that's kind of what I think maybe got to monotheism. Yeah, um... You know, personally, I've been, I've spent some time on this, in this area, you know, looking up things, and um, I'd say I'm not in a position to uh, really put, like, my my full, I haven't gathered my facts enough, so to speak, to really have an articulated opinion on it, but from what, from what I understand so far, I just know that um, you know I'm open. I'm open to a lot of interpretations. You know, um, uh, if it if it if it's if it's rational, you know, there's always some explanation to 
the beginnings and you know why people do things in different cultures. So uh, personally, I've been I've been just really just soaking soaking everything up in the past couple months, honestly. And um, as far as the religion and and the gods go, there's it's a it's a it's a pretty complex landscape to try to to try to navigate. You know, there's uh, so many different ways of looking at it, socially, politically, um, but but one thing I do know that it's 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 very intrinsic to to understanding what's 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 going on, you know. But uh, yeah, at the moment I've just been I've been learning a lot about different religions, Buddhism, uh, Hinduism, I mean Hinduism, Christianity. I grew up Christian, so I I'd, I'd say I know. I know my way, most of my way around what's going on in there, but um, yeah, I've been. I think the time will come, maybe hopefully in the next couple of months, that I'll have everything, maybe not everything, but enough information, so to speak, to really um, arrow out my thoughts. But at the moment, it's just a really, really interesting area because it, it's, 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 it's plays a huge role in everybody's lives, you know, um, like the law, for example, the law is basically, it's this construct that everyone is under the law, so to speak, you know what I mean, and it's kind of a religious kind of thing, because at the end of the day, no matter if it's the president or a king, he's also under something and what is that nowadays it's it's the law and you know it's it's interesting to think about that we've based or at least western culture now uh basically it's based off of christianity because christianity has been in western culture for i think i'd say it's maybe the head of western culture honestly if you look at um, our politics, you know, when was the last time, if a atheist president ran for president in 2020, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's laughable, isn't yeah, it, you yeah. know, it's like, it, there's no way, but, um, uh, it's, it's huge, so I've been, I'm spending a lot of time trying to understand, you know, what the hell is going on with everything. Yeah, and it's actually pretty interesting to think about that, because, um, and how people finding their own religion and what they believe in. And if you look at, you know, back a while in history, that it's, it's weird to think about on how all these different cultures and all the different parts of the globe um, had, say, a similar type of religion, mm-hmm. you know, or they had similar gods and stuff. You know, how, how did, you know, someone from one side of the earth to the other side of the earth come up mm-hmm. with like the same idea of the religion or close to the same idea that's uh that's actually pretty interesting because I actually heard it was listening to a lecture about that a couple of days ago and um, it, it brought about something very interesting that that I I think it's you know it's pretty it's, it's worth sharing at least so yeah you might think why do these um, similar stories come about like for example there's 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 there are flood stories, or um, flood myths in all different cultures predating Christianity, yep. you know predating Noah, and there's there's similar 
origin stories. You might think, why? You know what? How, how are these different people from different areas coming up with uh, kind of the same story, you know, quote-unquote? And that's... The, the lecturer explained it's it's more about so just being so look at it like this think of religion as the humans basically main points right and the f isolating the flood here so if you think about uh, the flood um, speaking on Christianity at least here so God asks Noah to build an ark right right and god is close with noah so noah has the foresight to build an ark to get through the flood and um this is you know this idea is just it's it's so it's really really simple it's self-evident but it's so important to wrap your head around it and it's 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 honestly pretty amazing because because of it comes up in different cultures, right? So if you think about it, if you look at God, substitute Him as the right way of living, so to speak, because if we really break it down, it's uh, God is like an archetype, or like Jesus, for example, the best a human could possibly be. Yeah, it's like a set of yeah. moral standards. Almost. Yeah. yeah, you know, you're so the archetype um, in this case, Jesus. Noah was close to God, so it's basically. In a sense, um, psychologically speaking, it's a, it's a way of saying if you're living, quote-unquote, the right way and morally, whatever those morals might be, you know, if you're living close to God, if you know God, quote-unquote, which is, so to speak, is a way of living a, a moral life, you're going to be well-equipped to, to weather those storms in, when tough times come, you know? It's... Um, not really taken in the way of the literal sense. Um, it comes about in all cultures because when you break it down, it's, you know, if you come across something that, like troubled times in your life that is kind of shaky, you want it to be trouble, yes, but you don't want it to completely break you. You know, you don't want to drown in the flood. You want to have a set of tools or um, an ark to get into because you have been living your life without quote-unquote, the right way, aiming towards the right things. And I feel like most of these stories come about just to, you know, give us those little basis on how to survive, you know, because living is living is not easy at all. There's, there's <laughs> you know, there's... There's tough times. There's tough, oh, yeah, there's tough, rent. so many tough times. Rent. <laughs> Student debt, you know. Yeah, all of that. So... Yeah. You know, these stories come from somewhere, and um, there's, dismissing them is, is definitely not the way to go, but there's, there's so much to learn from, from it, because they've been around for so long, you know, there's obviously something... I mean, there's, there's so many stories that we don't know about, because it's yeah. only passed verbally. Exactly. And if it's passed verbally, you know, like, it's like the telephone game. You know, you start mm -hmm. at one place, and say, you're going to say something like, the banana is yellow, and by the time you get to the end of it, mm -hmm. someone can say something totally different. Mm -hmm. You know, actually, I heard um, uh, some. So, if you think about verbal, or was this word of mouth, so to speak, um, it's actually a lot more closed 
than you'd think because if you look at the isolated um, civilizations, if you have an isolated civilization, they usually have the same technology, so to speak, that predates them and even goes back further. Like when the Europeans came to um, like these little smaller civilizations, they would come with steel and all these things, basically just just putting to ground all of these different places, just technolo technologically speaking. And in a, in a setting like that, it's, you know, stories can really stay around. The same story can stay around for a while. Yeah. You know, if, if there's no outside interference, um, obviously now, like, you can go on the internet and influence. Yeah. And we can write down things like so we have records. Of yeah, them. like what we're doing now. We, yeah. we can start telling people there's, I don't know, there's bears. On Mars or something, make a website. Bears with bulletproof vests, you know, in the wild and stuff. You know, just make the website, and um, you know, it's it's an interesting uh, little landscape to navigate, but it's uh, it's worth thinking about for sure. You know, there's there's a lot going on that we're we, we're ignorant to. I'm sure I'm ignorant to at least. I don't know about you guys, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm definitely ignorant to a lot of things. So, um, yeah, there's, there's just so much. Yeah, I know out there about speaking, you know, words by the mouth and stories and all this, that some people would, that's how they would say their religion. You know, mm -hmm. they would just speak it. You know, those, some people, they didn't have books or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You know, they just went by what they said. And then brings the question, like, how, how did they learn it? You know, mm -hmm. did they live through an experience with someone who lived through the experience who met the prophet and the prophet told them, you know, or something like that. Or, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, kind of relating back to dreams, actually, that mm -hmm. they, um, like a God, like a God or the God, uh, mm -hmm. spoke to them in a dream. Mm -hmm. And that's how they know that this God exists. And they know, hey, this flood is coming or what, you know, whatever, like, God mm -hmm. spoke to them through a dream or something. So who knows, you know, is that just a random dream that I have? Like, like I had a dream that, you know, a bunny was driving a truck the other day. I mean, mm -hmm. do they have something like that and say, hey, that's, that's true? Or was it actually something communicating in the dream, you know? They didn't have a book to read the religion or whatever. It's just an experience they had, and they just passed it, passed it on through stories and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing, like... We, there's so much things that has been said or stories or religions that we had no idea about. Mm -hmm. yeah. But somehow these, the ones that have stuck around, stuck around for, for a while. while. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, um, I think that's the fact that makes me, uh, think that, um, there's, there's, there's a message in there because if there isn't a message, then, then obviously there's there's multiple hundreds billions of things that have been forgotten about you know and um, whatever it might be uh, maybe not literal it's kind of like the psycho I've, I've began looking at it in very psychological terms now more of life lessons basically like the flood you know weathering the flood kind of things like that or um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of interpretations. Everyone's open to their own interpretation, you know. But um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I guess we can say that in 
in different ways, if you if you put it that way, you know. But um, yeah, there's there's a lot of shit to to try to try to understand and think, stuff. even just to think about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, all that we're talking about here is like less than point zero 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 one percent of the things that anyone can talk about and think right. about, and that's happened. And you know, it's, um, it's maddening, you know. It's it's unlimited. I like to think, and we could just do our best while we have our little a little eighty years or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, eighty to a hundred or. Who knows, you know, you could die tomorrow, we'd never know. Hope not, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but who knows, right? We'll see. Yeah, only only time can tell. You know, we don't we don't know. Only time can tell. And um I mean who knows, maybe, you know, later on in the future people are gonna be like, Oh, there was a Christian religion, I think, and you know, a couple others that were similar. Kinda of, they have the same conversation that we are having except wondering why we were Christian or Catholic or anything like that. That's very possible. Yeah. Gonna, they can go back to the polytheistic. No, it, it, again, it's it's very possible. Yeah. You know, who knows what's going to happen in the future? And um, I guess it's uh, it's up for it's up for discussion. That's all we can do, and that's all we try to do here on the podcast that doesn't have a name yet. So in time. In you time. Know. In time. You know. That's I think that's the name. In time. In time, yeah. In time. Well, that was uh the first in time discussion here. Um we're gonna be focusing on a lot of different things here on in time. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll start talking about, you know, space and uh time dilation and things space, like that, you know. Space. Actually talk about time. It, we this this these are there is a physicist in the room and yeah. also an engineer. We can make something work. We can make you know. something come up out of anything. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for some more great podcasts. And um, till next time.